Welcome back to Be More Super, the podcast, where we explore the world of entertainment with celebrity interviews from your favorite movies and TV shows. So grab your popcorn and let's get to know these stars better and what really makes them super. We are brought to you by PropStore.com, where you can find your very own piece of entertainment memorabilia from screen use props to costumes. Now, here's your host, Brian Garner. So on this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got another awesome guest. She starred in Twilight Breaking Dawn, Netflix's Made, Stillborn, and releasing tomorrow from uh, the powerhouse duo, that is Dean Devlin and Jonathan Glasner. It's the arc. It's a lovely Christy Burke. Christy, welcome to the show, my love. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm so looking forward to this show uh, because, you know... TV at the moment. I mean, I don't. I don't know about you, but uh, you know, I've got into Yellowstone uh, recently. I was late to the party and absolutely love it. But I love a bit of sci-fi. I love a bit of space. So I'm so excited. And what a powerhouse duo this is com- coming from. I mean, the you know producer of Independence Day, the exec- executive producer of Stargate SG One. It couldn't get any better. But before we talk about the arc. Uh, let's find out just just a few questions about your background and how you oh, no. became <laughs> this wonderful actor that we see on our screens. But before then, I mean, the last two years have been quite challenging, to say the least, with the pandemic. Um, being a performer and an actor, um, it must have added that, that, that stress even more on top. So how have you kept positive and driving forwards during these, you know, troubling times over the last two years? Yeah, I feel kind of guilty because I feel like I didn't have a troubling time. I mean, I did and I didn't. Like, my sister kind of had come to visit me right before the pandemic happened. And so I kind of ended up, like, it felt like a summer camp with my sister, you know, for, like, the entirety of COVID where me and her just quarantined in my studio apartment together and, like, like, tie-dyed everything, (laughs) made all the foods. Like, it was – ran around trying to find toilet paper. So it kind of was, like – I think it could have been a lot worse had she not been here. Um, So she kind of kept – I mean, we watched everything. My family – my dad's a – build sets for movies. And so – I grew up just always being around film and watching film and analyzing films. So that's like a big bonding thing from my, me and my family. And yeah, it was just so, I had the funnest time. I mean, as far as like acting and like the industry, there was like, you know, months and like when it initially happened, I was like, is acting even going to be a job again? Is this something Mm -hmm. we're even going to be doing? And I felt like at that time, before COVID, I, f- I had just signed to this other agent and I felt like my career was finally starting to like see some momentum. And I really felt like I was climbing the quote unquote like ladder of, or whatever, you know, that sometimes you feel like you're climbing and sometimes you feel like you're not even on it. And sometimes you feel like you're falling 50 feet from it. Um, so I was kind of like in this weird space of like, do I even want to act anymore? Is this something I want to do? Is are are people even acting anymore? Like, is this an industry that is still going to be around? And for me, it was just, I think I was just so lucky because I had my sister to take my mind off of it. So, you know, I kind of wasn't really thinking about it. And then I remember I was going to quit, actually. I was like, "Ah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't know why I'm doing it. 
And I told my friend, I was like, okay, I'm going to do these eight self tapes and then I'm going to quit. Like, and then I'm done. Like, I just can't do it anymore. Like there was something really like awful about sending all this work into the abyss and Mm. never hearing anything and never knowing like, is this good? I don't, there was really like this cycle of having to like claim your own power claim your own artistry, claim your own voice, claim what you wanted to do with this thing. You weren't going into a room and having a casting director make you change a bold choice or, you know, do something different that didn't really feel like what you wanted to say about this character. So you really had to be like, this is what I want to do. And this is how, this is what I'm sending kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I had an audition for, it was one of, I filmed eight self tapes in one day and I um, had an audition for Maid. And I remember reading the character and being like, I know who this is. Like, I just know who this is. I know what I want to do. I'm going to like drink a, you know, a non-alcoholic beer in the scene. And I'm just going to like be like very wild. And that whole, I mean, that role changed, I think, the trajectory of my career and my life. I owe a lot to John Wells and Molly Smith-Metzler who like were just incredible Mm. people to work with. And I never thought I would ever work on a show about a story that meant something and then meant something to me. But it's crazy because I filmed that that self-tape and was like, okay, I think I'm going to quit. Wow. And Thank then, like, goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness you and didn't quit. And then a quit. month later, I booked it. Yeah. And then a month later, I, like, booked it and I was like, what the? Yeah, I was like, I really was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I guess, like, I think, you know, but there was something kind of, like, freeing about that like i didn't ever mm. think of it like oh i'm quitting you know it was more like well i guess that's it mm. and like times are, times are a changing and life moves on and life moves forward and like what what else do i want to do i think you know even before covid i was kind of experimenting i like started doing this thing where every year i learn a new skill so last year i learned how to ski the year before that i learned how to like um, put my feelings into writing. Um, the year before that I learned how to surf this year. I'm learning how to be better at yoga. (laughs) And so like every year I like pick like a new skill to learn. And I felt like as an actor doing that, it made me go, Oh, I'm more than just an actor. I'm more Mm. than just somebody who can like take on other people. I, 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 my capacity is so much more than what I think it is. Mm. And so I think it was kind of like, well, that's okay. You know, it's been a good run. <laughs> well, do you know what? Thank God you didn't give up because literally the the world would have missed so much more from you because I've got to give a shout out to one of the, your, your projects, which is this one here. Because oh. for me, this is probably one of the most terrifying films I've ever watched, especially as I'm a parent. And that moment when you hear those voices in the monitor at the beginning the beginning you know the two um i've got to say tingles is an understatement literally my whole body and do you know what i watched it in the middle of the day broad daylight and it scared the hell out of me i mean how exhausting was it playing that character because you could just see you know how exhausting it was on screen because obviously the character that you play i mean how challenging was you know a part like that in stillborn I mean, I don't, I'm still traumatized by doing that show. I lived in the house that we filmed in 
which I've oh, wow. never like it was a very like indie film project. I really liked the people that were a part of it, you know. Um yeah, it was terrifying. I I don't have kids. Um I've never been a mom, and so I really the whole time was like I don't know why I'm doing this part, but uh if I do, like I'm going to have to go all in and we're just going to do whatever it takes cuz I my biggest fear with that film was that people weren't going to buy me as a mom. And so I was kind of like I'm already like have these things against me, so I'm just going to have to work really hard. But I literally was like living in a house for like I want to say 2 months, the house that we filmed in. I lived in the attic, which is so oh. creepy. A lot what? of it was filmed with yeah, a lot of it was filmed with like a fake baby and I would sleep with the fake baby. Like I was and I called it Santiago, why I don't know. And I was just like I like became obsessed with the baby. No one could touch the fake baby. Like it was probably one of the most method, like immersive projects I've ever been a part of. I was crying every day. I was emotionally unstable. Like I was, I was exhausted, but I think it was because I had never been like a lead of a movie and I didn't, I didn't want to like disappoint. And I really felt like the, at the core of it, yes, it's quite, you know, it's quite silly like this it can, or it can appear quite silly, especially I, I find cause horror the horror genre isn't always taken that seriously. Um, especially at that time, like you didn't have mm. Nope or Get Out or these like, you know, um, hereditary, like there weren't these like prolific horror film genre movies that like are kind of changing the temperature and how audience members view that genre. And I just remember being like, no one's going to buy me as this character. But I, for me, that story was always about a woman dealing with um, postpartum psychosis. Mm. And that her psychosis was in the form of this, this demon. Um, but yeah, it was terrifying. And we shot that last, not to, to, you know, ruin it for anybody, but you know, the scene where I, there's another baby and you don't know what I'm going to do to this other baby. We shot that all in one night and I just, and it was a whole night shoot. And I, re I remember like just saying things to like keep myself in it. And they saved my coverage to the very end, which is quite rare. Mm. And I just remember being like, I, I, I blacked out. Like I was so tired and I was so emotionally drained. And I was like, the it's the climax of the movie. I was like, I got nothing left. Like I was just like walking around, like losing my mind, being like the craziest actor I possibly could be. I was just like, oh my gosh. But. I am happy that you enjoyed it. You know, oh. it sounds. Do you know what I am? But it is I scary. Am, it is scary. Mm, I think I think the scariest um, movies or shows are the ones that are more psychological. I think that that work on you in your head because I've got to say, thank God I watched this after I had kids because if I didn't, I would think twice about getting monitors and cameras because I think anything with yeah. kids and and babies and and. Yeah, it freaks me out. It really, really does. But no, fantastic. If anyone wants wants to watch that in the UK, it's on Shudder at the moment. Um, go and watch it. It's an amazing mo mo movie. I actually enjoyed it a hell of a lot better than Nope. So, do you know? Do you know? Oh what wow! I mean? So there you go. So um, <laughs> I'll take that. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> you said that, and I was like, whoa, what a compliment. So I mean, I mean, obviously, start starting out in the industry. Who influenced you the most? You know, in the way of you know people that you wanted to look up to and you wanted to be you know like or who you admired. You know, when when when, when you started out. 
you know, it's so interesting. I never thought I would be an actor and yet my mom and my sister tell these stories and I'm like, oh, of course I became an actor. Like it makes the most sense. You know, I started modeling at a really young age and that's kind of what I did. And then through, through modeling and through, you know, having an incredible high school drama teacher, like really see something in me. It's so funny, you know, you go, you look back, especially when you like book a show like The Ark and you're kind of, you have to like do this press stuff and it really makes you reflective and look back on your life and your career. You realize like all the turning points in your life have always been like this one sentence, one sentence, which is, oh, somebody saw something in me and made me see it myself, which I think is insane. Like I feel that with Dean Devlin and Jonathan Glasner. I don't know how I booked the arc. I almost didn't. Um, and even with Maid or Billy the Kid, like these people saw something in me that I didn't see in myself and then gave me such an incredible gift to like showcase that. I just, and, 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 it, and it did start with like acting teachers. Mm-hmm. Like I know my high school drama teacher used to be like, you're Audrey Hepburn, you're Audrey Hepburn, go home and like watch Audrey Hepburn movies. You're so like her. Um, and then I'd have another acting teacher be like, you're Catherine Hepburn, you're Catherine Hepburn. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, tell me which one I am, okay? <laughs> which sister am I? But also like, I think there are worse people to be like compared to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are incredible, incredible, timeless, beyond amazing actresses. And then I was really obsessed with Jessica Lange, I think for a little bit there. So she really, she really inspired me. Um, I saw this movie, Francis, which I just thought was like the bee's knees. But you know what? For me, because I've been watching such intense films since I was like four, like I was talking to my mom the other day and she was like, remember when we went to Jurassic Park, the the, the movie, the opening? And I was like, I would have been four. Why are you taking a four-year-old to Jurassic Park? Like what? But I do remember it. I have this like weird obsession with dinosaurs. I love Steven Spielberg and the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise like I think that's one of my biggest like upsets in my career is not like booking a part in one of them like I'm just like oh can they please re- like can they come back and like make more you know um but yeah but you never I know think... you never know they 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 all keep keep making them I mean di- dinosaurs yeah. will never go away so who knows you might yeah. be in the next um Jurassic, whatever they want to call it, who knows? You know yeah, that that that's a wonderful thing about your career is that literally it's endless. You, you know, mm. you know all these parts. I mean, you know, do you have a plan in place of what you want to achieve as an actor? I think when I was seven, I did. Like I, like I said, like I have been fascinated with movies. I've always known that they weren't real. I don't know. I can't explain it. Like, I've always known that they're not real. And so therefore, my mom always just let me watch everything. Like, she was kind of like, she gets it. She, she knows mm. that they're not real. And my parents were quite young when they had me, too. But I, I remember the first time I ever saw Titanic. Like, I think that movie, you know, kind of, I don't know if you've seen The Fablemans. Not but you know yet, that opening? No. Oh, my gosh, you need to see it. Not the opening yet. scene is, you got to see it. It's so good. But the, it's like an ode to, like, cinema and, like, Steven Spielberg's love for cinema. Or at least that's how I I perceived it. But um, there's this scene of this little boy going to see this movie that ends up, you know, being a little bit like he shouldn't have seen it kind of thing. Mm. Like it was maybe a little bit too, too um, scary for him. And I remember being seven and seeing Titanic and like begging my parents for whatever reason to like take me to Titanic. And they did. And they took me on this like double date. And I remember like watching this movie, not really understanding it, but also deeply understanding it. 
I'm watching her let go of Jack's hand and like listening to the entire audience go. <gasps> and then like looking up and like seeing all these people like crying and illuminated by like the light of the screen and then looking to my mom and she's crying and looking to my dad and he's crying. And I just remember being like, and I'm crying. Like, I just remember being like, wow, that's the power of like story and cinema is like this unite, unite, uniting people in a room over a simple story, you know? Mm. And I think, I think that's where it all kind of started for me, whether or not it happened right away or I kind of, you know, got, I got there in a kind of roundabout weird way, but I think that's kind of where it all started. I think I didn't answer your question. I think I forgot your question. Do you know what? I'm literally. <laughs> do you know what I've 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 got a hab, hab, habit of is that I will ask a question and I get lost in what my guests say, and then all of a sudden I'm just blanked at the end because I'm so intrigued in what you you know you're saying. Um, but no, it's fine. I mean, fast fast forward, and we've got you know this great show that's coming out that's that's streaming from tomorrow. Um, you know, uh, you know how wonderful it is to have you know something gripping back on our screens, and from two amazing guys, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning, Dean Devlin and Jonathan Glasner. So, so you know, we're expecting big things. I mean, how did you get the role? How did the role come about for you? And and you know, what attracted you to the role that you're playing? Well, I rem- I. I remember I woke up February 2nd. <laughs> I wrote in my diary. No, but I did. I woke up on February this and I had just shot or ended shooting Billy the Kid the year before, like end of summer, fall. So um, and that was like a transformative experience. I mean, the people I got to work with, the crew, the cast, everyone like and I had just done that part prior to doing this intensive in New York with this amazing teacher named Terry Knickerbocker um, and this other teacher, Caputo. And so they kind of really changed how I saw myself. And I think Billy the Kid made me realize like, oh, you could be a leading lady if you wanted to be. Whereas before, because I have curly hair, I always felt like, oh, I'll play the prostitute or the crackhead or the crazy chick, you know, because I've got these crazy curly hair. So I never felt like I could be the lead because it just wasn't reflected back to me as mm. that. Um, and so then, yeah, and then, you know, I go through Christmas, whatever, and I wake up on on February 2nd and my agent's like, there's this really weird, like, email from, like, England. I don't even know how they found you, but do you want to audition for the lead of the show? Like, who who's a part of it? She's my name, Dean Devil. And my agent, like, doesn't, she's not, like, a film person these names and she's like dean devlin and jonathan glasner and i was just like yes i want audition for it oh my gosh do you not know who these people are like my dad builds spaceships that's kind of his thing and so i've always dreamt of being on like a you know star trek or a stargate or a Battlestar galactica um but yeah so i got an audition for it and then i got um a call back which was a- and jonathan and they were just so lovely and so amazing like this like no one's ever going to believe me as like you know leading a ship like that just doesn't make any sense and like also Sigourney Weaver has done it I know I was like Sigourney Weaver has done it and nailed it like they don't want my interpretation of this and be emotional um anyways and so then I was 
so then I did, so I did that and then it was, they want you, but we don't know. Like my agent called me a month later and was like, I don't think it's happening. Let's move on. Oh, and wow. I was, I was still on hold for it, but it was like, on. and then I was skiing and I get this call and my agent's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm skiing. <laughs> She's like, uh, you got to get on a plane in 24 the mountain like you're headed to serbia <laughs> and that's it i was like and that's, a... and that, and, and that's it what and dean later told me he had seen me in this this really small like niche ind- independent film i did years and years and years ago like six years ago called black fly and seen my character in that and been like oh that's garnet and i was like that's so crazy because that character is like an ex-prostitute who's like fighting for her life, I guess. I guess that's the similarity between her and Garnett. <laughs> so if you could but, tell us a bit about the show and, and what the premise of the show is, because the trailer, and they released, I think, the first minute, which literally was astonishing. If you could tell the viewers a bit about the show in itself and what they've got to look forward to. Okay, I love it. So it's set 100 years in the future, which is, I think, the unique aspect of our show, because you're not having a 1000 or 10,000 years in the future where tech advanced and so can even imagine a 1000 years. But at least with 100 years in the future, it seems plausible. But also, you can kind of see that with the way the world is kind of going, you know, this idea that the world is burning up and, you know, and so they send so you know the world sends an international crew um to outer space to go find a colony to inhabit and and start again to save mankind um and upon um the ship ends up getting hit by something you know and kills all the like Basically, the lieutenant, like the um, captains and the the more advanced, uh, basically the people in charge, with all these unexpected heroes having to become their own heroes, essentially. And mm. so it's you know a bunch of people who r- really are out of their depth and having to rise above to try and save themselves, save humanity. I'm excited about for people to see is just it's just it's got everything it's like one of it's so charming you know it's it's one of those shows that has everything it's you know it's funny and it's it's fast-paced and it's filled with so much action which is which I've never been a part of I got to do all my own stunts which was wild didn't even know I could do that um <laughs> out of action it's got you know it's got some real um how would I put this like real relationships that are entrenched in like heart and there's you know the problems they deal with I think are the problems that we deal with as humans Mm. um and I think every audience member is going to have their favorite character because it's so diverse there's so much individualism and and so much um misfit energy that I think is reflected back and yeah have their favorite character and be rooting for people and then there's mystery in there as well and you don't really know um if everyone is who they say they are i mean this is obviously set in space on the ark i mean what was it like being in 
a sci-fi show and did you pick up any new skills any <laughs> lingo that you learnt along the way you know just in case this did happen in the next few years <laughs> yeah i am so ready to go to space um <laughs> no i feel for like how to give a speech like i i gave a um in this show a lot of like four page speeches um that jonathan glasner and the writing team like did such an incredible job writing um that i feel like now i'm like i can just give speeches so i feel like i don't know if that would but maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah there's so much lingo like there was so much stuff i mean i can't talk about some of it some of the science of stuff because it is revealing of secrets later on but there was so much stuff that i was just, just electrical um i mean nuclear electronic propulsion systems like all these like like evas um yeah i don't know there it was it was wild i've never done a show like that i've always this is a chair and that's a person and i'm talking to them i've never done like okay we're on a spaceship and this and that shoots you know lasers and if i press this button it it will like talk to everybody space but really it's a huge massive green screen and this is a computer i'm typing on but it doesn't do anything when i type on it like i just had never i had never done anything like that that felt so imaginative and like like i was five again playing make-believe mm. in you know my kitchen or whatever i mean i've 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 heard as well from a dicky bird uh that you like ice cream reveal my secret <laughs> <laughs> yep so so uh, that is from some some someone that i've just 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 been chatting about and he said that uh, there's I'm... a story story behind it oh what's the story of me loving ice cream now apparently apparently you would have ice cream after each time that you were you were on set or something like that after... yeah which was every day which was every day i was on set every day <laughs> Every day you was on set, were you actually working on set or was it just the case of the ice cream was attracting you to the set? No, I was I was so stressed out. And then we all stayed in this hotel that was like two blocks away from um, from an ice cream shop. And so ice cream became the thing, especially because Garnett's so heavy and so serious and I'm quite the opposite. I'm very playful and like, you know, I, I don't take things so seriously. It um it felt like a good like cleansing the palate, but I did it every day. I did it every day. I I for like I want to say six months. I ate ice cream every day, rain or shine. I have a video of me and Reese in a storm, in a blizzard. Like literally, we were like getting like like the wind was blowing. We're like we're here getting ice cream. Like I it just was it was my thing. I feel like in acting, especially when you're working on like. A set that's quite immersive it's nice to have something that like takes you out of character i've got a feeling though that you may have had too much ice cream in this picture here so um you know this is the sort of thing reese, to... reese did me dirty reese did me dirty is what i'm realizing <laughs> i did you know what people were like what do you like what did like how did you prepare to play garnett and i was like oh i drank 10 cups of coffee every day and ate a lot of ice cream <laughs> 
Well, do you know what? You can have your your um, you can have your thingy back at him because obviously Reese is coming onto the show on Tuesday. So anything that you want to share about him, you're more than welcome to. Oh man, Reese. I have nothing to share. I just love the guy. I love I love Reese and Richard. I love the entire cast. I think we really became a family. Um, no one makes me laugh harder than Richard on set. And no one makes me laugh harder in person in life than Reese, you know? Richard's so funny because he, he's got the best character. Like, I just think, I think Bryce is just a brilliant character. He's witty, he's funny, he has the best lines, and he delivers them, like, with perfection. And he would just deliver them, and Garnett's very serious. And it, I had to, like, start making Garnett be like amused by Bryce because of how good Richard was. Like he would just make me die of laughter. And then recently became like this, like, yeah, these like two, he really helped me. Like we became these two people fighting this, this beast or this Mount Everest of a show together. And he would like take me for ice cream and like talk me down. Cause I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. I can't remember. I can't remember all these lines and I'm tired and I don't know what to do. And he'd be like, okay, calm down. You're going to be okay. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think. Funny stories about Reese. Oh. Oh, he's going to be so mad that I told you this. But I'm going to tell you. Okay. Reese one time farted in my face. <gasps> and there was yep. me thinking he was the male, male version of Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. And he farted in your face. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was sitting down on the bridge... And he didn't see me. And all of a sudden, this thing happened. And he kind of like looked around and then he saw me and he wasn't going to say anything. He's going to be so mad I told this story. <laughs> um, and then he saw me and we both looked at each other and I was like kind of looking at him like, we don't got to talk about this. Like this didn't, this didn't happen. We, we can just let it go. And he just started going, yeah, I just farted in your face. And I was like, yeah. And then we just died of laughter. But it was the moment I felt like me and Reese were like, we're doing this thing. We bonded over a fart. Exactly. It's a bonding. <laughs> Who needs group tattoos when you get farted in the uh, in, in the face? Forget the hobbits. You know, let's do yeah. a group fart and then you're all sorted. That is awesome. That is, yeah. <laughs> did you keep it? Oh, no. He, he is going to kill you. Uh, you know what? He's do you know what? I'm literally not going to say anything to him until I interview him um, and I'm going to record it and I'm going to see how he feels about flatulence in the uh, the facial area and see if he clued, yeah, if he figures yeah. that out. Oh my gosh, I'm um, so nervous for him to, I'm so nervous for him to see this. Um, but gonna, no. I'm going to get a huge text. I'm going to get a huge text that's going to be like, are you kidding me? Don't worry, I'm going to cut that bit and I'm going to put it on uh, YouTube Shorts, <laughs> TikTok, um, you know, <laughs> Reese farted in my face. Um, but no, this Almost show... gave me pink eye. <laughs> oh dear, oh no, oh no. I'm just his solicitors, kidding, I'm just kidding. His lawyers are going to be on the phone. Um, but um, <laughs> but no, this show looks, looks absolutely fantastic, it really, really does. And, you know, I can't wait for it to come out so it's streaming on uh, peacock and sci-fi um which which is awesome which is every wednesday but i've got a few more questions just a few more yeah um yeah if, let's go if 
this actually really happened and we were on this ship um, what three items would you take with you currently that you have that you wouldn't want to leave behind and why oh this is such a good question um i would take a photograph of probably me and my sister and brother or like family um i would take a rock i'm obsessed with rocks and i also think too like that was something i really thought about like is if you know, if a hundred years in the future, you can't swim in the ocean anymore because it's acid or, or you can't go outside because the solar radiation is going to like literally burn you to a, a crisp, like all these things, or, or you can't go ski on a mountain. All these things that I love to do would be gone. Like what, what do you as a, as a human dream, dream about, or, or hope you can one day do all these things, these like basic things that you take for granted every day. Um, and so I would definitely probably bring like a rock from the ocean or uh, like a shell or something, something like that. That's, that's like nature, you know? Um, and then, I don't know. I know what like Reese would probably say, which is his PlayStation five. <laughs> Oh, he's not a PlayStation um, man, is he? <laughs> oh, dear. That explains it um, all. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably bring a book of some sort or I don't know. I think things that are like very entrenched in like like Earth, mm. if that makes sense. Like things that are like um, like a book, I feel like like an original book, I think in the future would be rare. So I'd probably bring that. Wow. And if you, um, you know, with with the show, do you keep anything um, as like a memento? Have you kept any of your pieces from the show? So, man, I really wanted to keep some of the jumpsuits they made for me. Like those aren't like just purchased in a store like they made those for us. Um, and I they made some like pretty killer jumpsuits for me. Um, but I stole a badge well, it's not stealing, it, is it? It's let, let me let me grab it. Let me yes, grab yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I have it right here. I took this <laughs> because I was like, one day, no one's gonna ever believe I was in the military. <laughs> it's like we wear them on our shirts, like this, <laughs> and I was like, no one's ever gonna believe that Christy Burke. Wait. It's like opposite. Yeah, there we go. That Christy Burke was in the military, sector military. And it literally says it on, on the, the badge. It literally says that on there, military. Um, but it's not stealing. Is that the only thing, honestly, that you took from it? Because I'm like a magpie. If I was on there, I'll, I'll be like looking around going, yeah, I'm having that. I'm having this. I think I, think I was so scared of getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Dean's going to kill me off. No, I took the so-and-so. No, you know what it was? They were so good at, like, making sure you gave everything back to them. Like, you'd get you'd get text messages from some of the costume designers being like, uh, hey, like, those socks are missing. And you'd really? be like, this, you'd be like, the socks? Really? <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, they were just so good at, like, being on top of stuff that it was really hard to take things. Like, I don't even know how I took this. I don't even know how. I think I just was like, I'm taking something. <laughs> but thing but, is, though, um, that yeah. is a good sign because, you know, normally when they are very 
possessive over the stuff it may mean that maybe we could get a season two eventually um which would be awesome because with the cancellation sort of um trend that's going on at the moment it's so frustrating as a viewer to get invested and i just hope that that you know from what i've seen it just looks worthy enough definitely from the trailer alone to get renewed for season two so fingers crossed um so the next yeah i mean i mean the thing is i mean you know quality tv at the moment i think that these these networks need to realize and listen to the viewers you know if we love them at the end of the day we're paying we're paying subscriptions and 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 and, and, and you know streaming stuff and so fingers crossed but um the one of the last questions i've got and uh when i had richard on the show it really stumped him so if your life was a movie christy what mm, title yes. would it have and why You know, I've thought about this a lot, actually. Me and my Have sister you? play this game. Yeah, the only reason why I've thought about this a lot is because me and my sister play this game where um, you'll say, like, a really bizarre title of something, and she'll be like, that'd be a really good movie title. <coughs> um, I don't know. I feel like after this talk, let's go get ice cream, but no farts or something. <laughs> <laughs> And what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? And don't say fart flavor. Oh, oh yeah, no. <laughs> I, I know, I feel like everyone after watching this is going to be like, wow, she's really into farts. Um, I'm not. It's, this is the most I've ever said this word in my life. Um, what's my favorite flavor? Okay, so in this is like a shout out to my favorite um, ice cream place in Vancouver. Uh, it's called Ernest Ice Cream. And they do this like really rare, obscure flavor called uh, Spruce Bud which tastes like strawberry, but it's not. It's got more of like a, like a woodsy, I don't know, it's so good. It's called spruce bud. But if I had to go, you know, the ice cream that I ate in Serbia, which was delicious, probably the best thing they had there, which, you know, was kind of surprising. I was like, oh, Serbia has amazing ice cream. Um, I would have to go with, Oh man, they didn't. They they would do like amazing, like obscure fruits. Like you'd get like a gooseberry, or mm. which isn't. You don't. We don't have gooseberries in um, Vancouver, but but I've had it before in New Zealand. Um, but yeah, gooseberry, I think is pretty up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so. I'm, someone, I'm somebody. I'm somebody who needs like three different flavors. So I need like a chocolate, I need a fruit, and then I need something a little, you know, a little r- like random. Wow. Wow. I, I, do, you, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the mind of Christy. That would be the title of my movie. Welcome to the mind of Christy. There we go. There we go. And Oscars yeah, are on your you way. Know, oh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, my friends saw a movie recently um, which I love. It's called Everywhere, Everything, oh, I, Everywhere, All at Once. I haven't seen it yet. Everyone keeps on saying watch it because it's amazing. And obviously, it's she's doing so, so well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I just want to be Michelle Yeoh, genuinely. I just think she's amazing. But um, all my friends have watched that movie and been like, that's you in a movie. And when you see the movie, I want you to contemplate whether or not that's a good thing. 
I would I would definitely check email it out. Email me back. Email me yeah. back. Do you know what? I'll, I'll, I would definitely check it out. But what's what's next for you? Is it a case of putting your feet up now and enjoying, you know, the arc com, com, coming out? Are you just relaxing? I mean, it's one of those questions I suppose actors get all the time. And, it, you know, it must be quite frustrating because unless you're doing some some something people think oh you know but i suppose you're you, you're allowed some time off and to put put your feet up so so how do you how do you yeah. keep yourself self busy between you know work and jobs well i feel like a broken record but i've been skiing so much here i just bought new skis that are a little bit more advanced um me and my mom go skiing together all the time i like literally go almost every day and ski moguls and do all the jumps and yeah wow. i just recently this is this is what's really cool when you learn a new skill so i ski at this mountain called cyprus um in uh west van or north van and it ha- there's this one run that if you go up to the very top and you take this is like going to be so niche so anyone who's from vancouver shout out to you <laughs> who skis this mountain i'll see you out there but but there's this run called rip cord like r.i.p cord and me and my mom always laugh because on cyprus the like black runs are like satan's ball sack or like mm. devil's fortress or rest in peace cord and you're just like great this is where i die and I, I'll never forget it. The first day I ever went skiing, I was like, I'm never going to be able to do that run. It's like a double black, moguls, like crazy jumps. Like it's the hero lap. It's like right underneath the chair. So you have that added pressure of like people watching you. And me and my mom did it the other week for the first time. And I've only been skiing for like literally a year. And I'm, I'm not kidding. We cried. We like literally were so proud of ourselves. We were like, oh, yes, let's go. Like it's if you saw this run, you'd be like, I can't believe you did this. Um, so that's literally all, all my life. I'm so embarrassed. But how much? has been consisting of. <laughs> how much of that run was you in control? And how much of it was just sheer, oh, my days, <laughs> let me live? <laughs> yeah. I think what was going through my head the whole time I was doing it was, I'm fighting for my life out here. I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> it's so funny, like, me and my mom have been so my mom is an incredible coach and used to coach gymnastics and you know everyone calls her coach jan and so she taught me how to ski like within like an hour it was insane and so she likes to take me on things that like are she calls it training and i'm like we're not in the olympics (laughs) like i just want to learn a new skill but she would take me on these like gnarly mogul runs and be like, you got to get good at this because then one day when you hit the rip cord, you're going to nail it. And so I genuinely nailed it. Like we did it five times. It was the, it was like, I wasn't fighting for my life. I was cool as a cucumber. I was like jumping moguls and just was like completely chill. But it was because I'm- coach Jan, coach Jan had me doing the craziest moguls I've ever seen in my life. Do you know <laughs> what? for it- my life. <laughs> It just sounds like I'm I'm in the safest country there is because literally we we don't have mountains we don't have skiing we have you know going to the local supermarket that's the most dangerous thing that we we've, we've got especially especially where I live but uh, but Christy you've been a great guest it's been absolutely a pleasure to have have you on I can't wait for this to to start streaming tomorrow night um and i am just 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 praying that it, it you know it gets received that just gave so me a well. shiver 
did it. I just got to shiver you saying that. Well, it's so huh. funny because like you ha- you you do this thing like me and Richard ta- and Reese talked about this. Like you you make this thing, and then and that's it, a, a whole process, and then you finish it, but then it's still yours. Like you haven't mm. given it to anyone yet, and like I'm just in shock. I never thought this day would come. I can't believe I am on this show. And now I'm going to be like sharing it with the world. And like, that's crazy because you have no control over like if people are going to like it or not. Or, mm. you know, I, I, I'm i really excited. I think it's so charming. And the things that maybe people find are its fault will think that that will find those things charming. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because I do. Um but yeah, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said and, that. That's crazy. And, and are you going to have a watch party? Are you going to get a few, oh. uh, you know, tubs of ice ice cream and, 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 and sit down and reminisce? <laughs> I'm going to be eating my my stress. I'm going to be like, uh. Um, I don't think I'm going to have a watch party. I think I have to do, like, there's a Twitter thing that Dean is putting on and a Facebook Live thing that I'm going to be a part of. Um, I think it's like seven and nine or something like that. Um, but I, this is going to be quite bizarre, but I'm very shy. Like I'm an introvert, very to myself. I know it might not <laughs> seem like that, but I am. And the idea of like sitting in a room watching the pilot with everybody, which I did at Electric Entertainment. Dean had me like watch, you know, showed us the pilot Um in front of all the writers and me and I was just like sitting there going this is my worst nightmare like not like watching it but like watching it with a group of people that you know is like oh my gosh so I don't I don't think I'm gonna have a watch party I feel like that might be um too anxious and stressful for me (laughs) so I'll just I'll just be on Twitter going yes great job everybody (laughs) tick 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 and just not looking now that no do you know do you know I I I can I cannot wait and and you know I can't wait to to see see the feedback and the love for this show Mm -hmm. because it's all it's already trending um you know this show's going to do fantastic and it's about time we get a good sci-fi series back on our screens because it's been a while since a decent one's been on there but christy look after yourself very true yeah oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off it's very true to like old star trek you know like very true to like i think the authentic um charm of like an old star trek show so yeah you take care of yourself i will yes. stop interrupting you now <laughs> no it's no it, it is fine thank you once again so much for coming on the show yeah. uh, it's been an absolute pleasure i had a blast and i've learned a lot about you that i didn't think i was going to learn and a lot about reese as well <laughs> which i'm sure we're going to have a chat about when i have reese on the show next next week but keep safe and stay super christy <laughs> yeah you too stay super Thank you for listening to Be More Super, the podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by PropStore.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Be More Super and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at Be More Super, the podcast and on Twitter at Be More Super. Keep safe and stay super.